What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhawks42 on the internet, and this is another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast, the show where we take a look at an individual magic card and talk about it for maybe a little bit too long. And it's still Strixhaven spoilers, so I figured why not take another look at a Strixhaven card that caught my attention and has my creative juices flowing. So I figured let's let's dive into it and let's see what we can make of this thing. So today we are looking at Harness Infinity. So Harness Infinity is an instant for one black, 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 green, green, green. So total mana value of seven and with an incredibly specific color requirement there. I love the one generic in the mix just to throw things off a little bit because uh, it couldn't be six. No, it had to be seven. But there had to be that one generic. And uh, anyway, um, and so it's an instant that says exchange your hand and graveyard exile harness infinity. So I love this card for a couple of reasons. Any card that has to exile itself means that the potential for combos is huge. So anytime you can manipulate if because when Wizards chooses to make a card exile itself, it's because if it was in your graveyard, it could be incredibly valuable to you. Um, and the chances of you being able to loop it in some way that is very detrimental and very costly to you is very probable here. And with Harness Infinity, you can definitely do that, and I can see the need for it. If it didn't exile itself, you would actually be able to use Harness Infinity to pull other copies of Harness Infinity and infinitely um, manipulate your hand and your graveyard so you could basically have access to every single card you have played this game. Now, granted, that would cost you a lot of mana, but in situations where you can produce an infinite amount of mana, which is not that hard in formats like Commander or Legacy, then all of a sudden this would allow some pretty crazy shenanigans to ensue. Of course, if you're in situations where you can produce infinite mana, there's a lot of crazy shenanigans you can pull off. So this would be not necessarily the end of the world, but this combined with some other effects like extra turn effects, for example, which is the other one that I immediately think of when I think of cards that exile themselves could be crazy. So Harness Infinity does something very, very simple. You exchange your hand in your graveyard. So everything in your graveyard becomes your hand all of a sudden. And everything in your hand goes into your graveyard. On its face, that doesn't seem like a particularly good trade. Because it was going to have to be late in the game for that to be useful. Because you need to have a lot of stuff in your graveyard and your hand needs to be relatively small. Now, if it's late in the game, you're in top deck mode. You top deck this and you have a graveyard full of like 15 cards. All of a sudden, what this actually reads is 7 mana draw 15 cards so that's something that you need to think about this isn't a crazy weird combo engine this is a card draw spell at its face that is what this is this is drawing you cards equal to the cards in your graveyard at the expense of the cards in your hand now there are a couple of situations in which this would be really really useful now situations where you're milling yourself so your graveyard is full of a lot of good stuff. Also, in spell slinger situations, where situations where you're casting a lot of instants and sorceries, because when you're done casting them, they immediately go into your graveyard. And so by being able to pull them back into your hand, you're just locking and loading, getting ready for more action. Now, you might think, sure, but it costs seven mana. Now, why in the world would I want to spend seven mana just to draw a bunch of cards? Now, longtime players of the game know drawing cards is one of the most powerful things you can possibly do 
do in this game. It just is. If you draw more cards than your opponent, you'll probably win the game. Now, they're obviously, you know, that's if the game is long enough to, for those cards to matter. That's important. <laughs> it can't, I mean, because aggro decks obviously draw very few cards, but they end up winning the game very quickly in a lot of situations. So it's not a perfect example, but in situations where you can hold off long enough and you can control the board, being able to draw an obscene number of cards gives you a lot of power. And there's one really, really important detail about Harness Infinity that I didn't see at first that really flabbergasted me when I did notice it. And that is that Harness Infinity is an instant. So what that means is on your opponent's end step, if you didn't have to respond to anything on their turn and you have seven mana available, you can cast this, draw an obscene number of cards if it's late in the game and you've put a lot of stuff in your graveyard, such as kill spells, for example. Then all of a sudden you have all of those back again and then you go into your turn. That's awesome. So if it's late in the game and you're top decking this card, this card is absolutely fantastic. Like, I cannot stress this enough. This card is great in the late game. Now, the black-green color combination is an interesting one for this because black manipulates the graveyard. Cool, great. Green regrows things and regenerates uh, that which was lost. I mean, we've seen that with cards like Eternal Witness, Regrowth, um, Elven Cash for anybody who remembers Homelands. Um, there are a number of cards that... Pull cards from your graveyard back into your hand in green. That's actually a very common uh, effect. We don't really think about it too much, but it's there. And so this makes sense as a black-green card if you really think about it. I mean, initially, I would think this is more of like an is it ability or it would be more useful in is it decks, I should say. It doesn't necessarily meet the blue-red color identity, but spell slinging, producing a lot of instants and sorceries for value, definitely fits that. Or even in Jeskai, which is, of course, the exact opposite of this color combination. So... It's interesting to see something that would benefit control magic, so control games, and spell slinger decks in black-green. That's a unique color combination that I really appreciate, and I think it's kind of cool. The other thing is green gives you access to a lot of mana fixing, and so in a deck that has access to green, you have things like Cultivate, um, Kodama's Reach if you're in Commander. So I feel like this card actually has a home in perhaps Sultai Control, I feel like a Sultai control deck could go a long way with this, or Abzan, you could definitely do something with that. Those three-color controlly combos. Now, the fact that it's black, 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 green, green, green in the mana cost is very makes it tricky. Like you've got to definitely mean it, and you need to be able to fix your mana in order to hit those three pips. As a result, I don't believe this card is going to be particularly playable in draft, which is a little bit of a bummer because unless you're in strictly black green, if you're in strictly black green in draft. This actually could be pretty cool because as a late game way to draw an obscene number of cards, this could just win you the game flat out. Just like the moment you hit this, you just win in the right situation. Now, the fail case for this is you have it in your opening hand. If you have this in your opening hand, it's going to be pretty much a dead card for the majority of the game, which would be a real bummer. So I can't imagine a deck that could that would want to run four of these. I'm probably missing a combination. There's probably a combo out there that can take advantage of this and produce some pretty crazy effects 
that I'm just not thinking of. I have no doubt that, that, that it exists, and in those situations, having four of them would be fantastic. But I think, by and large, this is a card that you want one, maybe two of in your deck, uh, especially in, like, a Salty Control situation, because it's really only good in the late game. But in the late game, it could be a huge value swing for you. So, you know, like I said, if you're in top deck mode, if you've had a lot of spells uh, come and go, if you're using cards like Mire Triton that are going to mill you in order to... Actually, that makes Mire Triton even better because Mire Triton is a, little, is a small death toucher anyway. It's a 2-1 death toucher for two that when it hits the battlefield... Um, you mill yourself for, I believe it's two cards and you gain two life. And so those two cards usually are a non-factor unless you're in a self-mill deck, in which case, great. But in most situations that I've played the card anyway, those two cards are pretty irrelevant. They don't really make that big of a difference. But if you're running Harness Infinity, those two cards all of a sudden are cards you get to draw later. That's just nice. And that's added value on top of it. Unless, of course, you mill the Harness Infinity, in which case, well, hopefully you draw your second one. So I think this card is interesting. I think it has a unique space. And if this was sorcery, I would consider this completely unplayable. Because it's an instant, it has my attention. And I think it can do some fun things. Because if it was a sorcery, you'd have to spend all of turn 7 or 8 or whatever turn you're on to cast this and leave almost no mana up in order to draw those cards. That puts you in a really bad position. Meanwhile, if you have a handful, another situation that control players find themselves in a lot is near the end of the game, holding two or three lands in their hand, pretending that they have a counter spell, when in fact they don't. And so being able to draw this, being able to cast it, dump those lands you don't care about, and then fill your hand full of all the counter spells that your opponent thought you had, all of a sudden, now you do have them. And you're, again, going into your turn, you get to untap, and now you've got just the world is your oyster every card every spell you have cast this game is now in your hand again that's awesome i love that and it makes sense for this to be in strixhaven because strixhaven is a set that cares about instants and sorceries there are a lot of instants and a lot of sorceries along all the different color lines including straight up colorless instants and sorceries and a lot of lessons and so Every color combination is going to be able to produce a spell slinger variant now. At least that's the vibe I'm getting from the spoilers we've seen so far, which is the majority of the set at this point. So I think this card is really cool. It has some interesting applications. Now it's very situational. So that, like I said, I'd only want one, maybe two in the deck because, well, it's so hyper situational. Um, anyway, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Also, I know... In my last video, I commented about how this set wasn't Harry Potter. <sighs> and then they went and spoiled Acceptance Letter. Let me pull that up real quick. I believe it was Acceptance Letter, or Letter of Acceptance, I think might be the, the actual name. Which makes it really, really hard to argue that this set is not Harry Potter, because it is a letter that is in the shape of an owl that is welcoming somebody to Wizard College. I swear this set isn't Harry Potter. I don't feel like this set feels like Harry Potter, but this card sure does. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. You can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42, and uh, I will catch you guys next time. Don't forget, you're a good person, and you deserve to be happy.